And he's on the beach. How are you? Wonderful. I'm, I am I feel cold now that I'm not on the beach. I don't know. Sheila lost all the questions. Wait, Maybe the question should today should be, where do we keep our questions? This is the messy back end, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail. So we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. Welcome, thank you, thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today. Before you can achieve anything in life, you have to know what you want. You have to decide that whatever you're doing is important to you, that it's worth it. And if it isn't, it's time to set new, more meaningful goals. If you're passionate about it, about really living out your purpose, you'll be more likely to commit, to buckle down and set powerful goals. So focus on what you really want to accomplish and it will make the journey that much sweeter. Andrew Carnegie once said, if you want to be happy, set a goal that commands your thoughts, liberates your energy, and inspires your hopes. On our expert segment today, we're going to be speaking with Adrian Escalante. The most important thing to know about Adrian is that he will get you focused on your goals and he will hold you accountable until you get them done. Some say he's a cross between a performance coach and a Jewish mother. He has the way of cutting through all the fluff and helping you become focused and productive in the areas that matter most. Adrian has been a public speaker and corporate trainer for over 25 years. He is a visionary leader with a natural ability to create brands and turn ideas into reality. He holds an MBA in marketing from Brigham Young University, a bachelor's of science degree in health sciences from California State University at Northridge. As a side note, Adrian is also a chef who specializes in Latin American cuisine. And you're going to hear some questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. As an added bonus for the messy backend exposed, our expert Adrian will not only share his experience, expertise, and the tools he suggests to get your backend cleaned up, but he will also expose what non-negotiable achievements are and how to reach them. If you're an entrepreneur with a messy backend and you would like to submit your story or question, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Messy Backend, brought to you by our digital marketing agency, Lock and Load Marketing, where if it tires you out, you can hire it out. We wanted to take a minute and stop and thank you for being such great listeners. Seriously, we can't do this without you. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us these last two years. We've loved sharing our expert guests, our stories, our experiences, our embarrassing, messy backends, bloopers with you. We've just loved everything about this podcast. And if you love the show as much as we do, we want to hear from you. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. 
or email us at hello at themessybackend.com. Who knows? Soon we may just have cool branded swag to give out to our top fans. That's going to be super cool. And don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. You can find all of those links at themessybackend.com slash subscribe. So never miss an episode because they're pretty fun. Then check us out on Facebook and YouTube for video episodes. Now on to our expert, Adrian, for his expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. So today what we're going to be talking about is how can I set and accomplish non-negotiable achievements? What is the difference between setting a traditional goal and what is called a non-negotiable achievement? That, that word is non-negotiable achievement. There we go. I said That's that. a mouthful, huh? <laughs> yes, it is a mouthful. Well, thanks for having me, Sheila and Nate. Um, I did want to mention one thing, if it's okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm a productivity coach, and I have clients, and, and people say, what is a productivity coach? Um, well, I help people get things done, <laughs> the things yeah. that matter to them. And some people have said that, uh, that, I, that I'm like a cross between a business coach and a Jewish mother, you know? <laughs> yes. I've worked with you. I kind of know that. That's the truth. <laughs> You know, I help people just get focused. So, but I have a process for that. And, and, and the first four steps, and there's more, but the first four step is, okay, uh, tell me what's in your heart. I want to know your deepest desires. Perhaps the ones I've been sleeping since high school or before. <laughs> but I want to know what's in your heart. What, you know, in, in an ideal world, what would you pursue? What would you want to have? What would you enjoy? What would it thrill you? You know, your deepest desires. And I've asked that question to some people and they go, you know, no one's ever asked me that ever. My deepest desires. I don't even know how to respond. Okay, let's think it through. Because I want to know what's in your heart before we talk about goals or even the non-negotiable achievements, right? Once I know what's in your heart and what really, really matters to you as an individual and as a member of your family and society, the next thing, I want to know what's in your head. Because sometimes we have so much stuff in our head and has nothing to do with what's in our heart. Right. You know, we're living a busy, productive life, but it's not what, <laughs> what we would want in an ideal world. So the first step is, you know, tell me what's in your heart, your deepest desire. Second thing is tell me what's in your head. What are the thoughts that go through your day to day in your head all the time? That's your thinking, right? Your third, the third thing that I want to know is, is what's your plan of action? Okay, you have deep desires. You continually think about these. And these, I mean, sometimes positive things, sometimes problems. Some people think about money problems all the time. You know, uh, car problems or whatever it is that they're going through. Well, those are the thoughts in your head. Well, that clouds what you have in your heart, right? So the third thing is, okay, what's your plan of action? To get rid of the negative thoughts and to get them aligned with what's in your heart. And then the fourth thing is, how are you going to track your progress? So tell me what's in your heart. Tell me what's in your head. Let's come up with a plan of action and then how are you going to track it? Right. And of course, we talk about resources, your associates, the people and, you know, um, and everybody needs a team. You know, I, I also think that everybody needs a coach, but at least everybody needs a team on your side. And those are the agreements that I was talking about earlier. You know, make the connections, find the agreements and then work with those people as you stay focused on your goals. It sounds a lot like the MDMP, which we did with my husband, who's in the military. It's the 
military decision-making process. That is all, that's really similar to what we were actually talking about a few episodes ago is that if you know where you want to be and you know, what's not negotiable in your life and you create actions and compare them with those, then you can get the results, but you have to track it, like plan out how long is it going to take? How long do you want it to take? What resources do you have in place? How are you going to achieve those goals? I, I love it. That process actually works really well for, um, for myself, my family, and yeah. obviously with your clients. I know the call that you and I had is, it's been a, a minute since we had the, our call. It's been a minute. And um, I remember getting off that call and just feeling so inspired because you have made me look at my life from a different angle than I ever had um, looked at my life before. And so that was one thing that I know that you're really good at. So I know that you're a productive coach. We do like to talk about the food because, you know, you post about it all the time. It looks so good. Um, but um, as a productivity coach, you have group things as well as individual things, right? And you do all of those virtually. So um, they can reach out to you and find out more about you. We'll definitely have links on our website. But um if y'all listen, Adrian is an amazing productivity coach and um, you learn a ton from him and he is fit. I know he's fit. So I, I don't know why eat. you're complaining. And I like to eat. <laughs> hey, I think, uh, you know, just one last thing about the food and then we will wrap this up just about setting goals and, you know, achieve non-negotiable achievements uh, as well as eating healthy is I'm the same way. Adrian. I love to eat. Um, and a few years ago, I realized that you can still eat amazing, delicious food that your body needs, as opposed to the processed, unhealthy junk food. And it, it does take a transitionary period. You know, you have to retrain your taste buds, you have to retrain your body, but your body does desire the the healthy stuff. And when you put what's in your body that your body actually needs and wants, um, mm-hmm you're going to get the results that you want. You know, um, it was, it was my coach that my personal trainer that taught me, he goes, Nate, you can do as many sit-ups as you want, but abs are not made in the gym. They're made in the kitchen. And I go, <laughs> you're absolutely right. They are. It's, it's your diet that affects a lot of your body more than, you know, how hard you work or how much you work out. Um, and so, yeah, I, I've been a goal setter for years. Right. And, uh, some things have changed in our life, and and I would say in the last twelve months, <laughs> a little that, bit, you know, requires for us to make changes. So I started thinking, okay, you know, we we every year we set goals, hopefully not just uh, resolutions, and uh, and do we achieve them? Um, do we change our process the following year? Well, this last year we had to. <laughs> right. I think um, the pandem- the pandemic has taught us a number of things. I mean, we're not here to discuss the virus or, or the vaccine or anything like that. I'm glad that we're moving forward with that. But I mean, the, the pandemic has th- taught us a, a number of things, at least three things that I can think of. One is things can change instantly without our consent. <laughs> In other words, no one checked with me or you, you or me, as far as, is it okay to shut down the economy? You know, close the restaurants, the, the favorite theater that you'd like to go to, the, the favorite food that you like to order. Uh, no one checked with me. <laughs> I didn't get any messages. So therefore, things can change instantly without our consent. Okay? The, the, I mean, the, the second thing is that our external support system can just disappear. And I'm talking about things like um, networking meetings. You know, a lot of us are involved in networking groups. And, uh, you know, 
Sheila, you and I, and Nate as well, have, you know, we've been part of weekly. And I was really looked forward to that. You know, we meet at a restaurant and we get to say our 30 second commercials and other people give their 30 second commercial. Somebody gives a presentation and then we talk to each other before and after the food, you know, drinks come around and all that stuff. And it's wonderful. I mean, it's rejuvenating. Sometimes, you know, it's hard to get there, but once you get there, you go, I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> and that gives us, you know, energy that we, then when we don't have it, it's gone. Right. So the first thing is that things can change instantly. The second thing is that our external support system can be just taken away. And now we're left with what, right? And then um, the third thing that the pandemic has taught us is that what really matters are our internal systems, our internal resources, our internal course of action, because that hopefully cannot be taken away. But there are some things that we can do about the other, the other issues. Okay, so the other thing that the pandemic has taught us is that um, we need to know how to respond. And I'm talking, I'm still talking about goal setting, Nate. <laughs> okay. We'll get to the non, non-negotiable achievements. So it's easier to call them NNAs. That's what I call them, NNAs. You know, something new, a new acronym to learn. I like it, <laughs> But they are achievements, and I'll talk about why I call them achievements and not goals. But I'm referring, you know, how to respond in a crisis situation when it comes to goal setting and pursuing our goals. Um, and, um, and I don't mean panic. We're not talking about a panic situation. I mean, a panic happens because of two things. Number one, because we're not prepared. And number two, because we don't know what to do. <laughs> That's a panic situation. That's not what I'm talking about. A crisis situation means two things. Something big has changed and it can have a big impact <laughs> on me right. and my family and society. I mean, that's a crisis situation. I wasn't planning on this, but here it is. So right. how do I respond in a crisis situation, particularly when it comes to cold setting? Um, so we, you know, the pandemic has taught us that we need to be prepared in all things, but especially mentally, because our mind is the one resource that we can have, that we have with us, you know, 20, 24 hours a day. And uh, it's what can help us. You know, we, um, the big difference between us and the animal kingdom is that one idea can change our life. Right. One idea can change our life. Animals, you know, they respond, they evolve, they improve perhaps over time and how they, they access food and the things they need. But we can create an idea and we can implement it immediately and it can change our life today. Yeah. Okay? Drastically, forever. So that's one of the things that I'm going to be talking about is checking in with our network and sharing our ideas with them. I mean, we can, oh, it's during the pandemic, a lot of us, I mean, not only felt the crisis, but we felt sometimes the panic. Right. And uh, those individuals in our network, uh, Sheila and Nate, that were able to continue to share positive thoughts and continue to share their energy made a huge difference because everybody else was talking about the problem. But there were a few, and I call them, you know, rainmakers. You can be a rainmaker, and you can share ideas with other people, and it can change their entire day. Right. As long as we continue to do it in a positive way, as opposed to talking, oh, man, things are really bad. <laughs> Who knows when this will go away? What do you think? You know, we can commiserate about the problem. That doesn't change anything. So, yes, responding to a crisis situation means I have planned for this, I'm prepared, and I know what to do. And I'm going to give some very, very specifics. Now, I'm going to stop using the word goals and goal setting. Um, and I'm going to start talking about achievements because 
I don't know what, why we still call them goals, because as long as we call them goals, that means we're still chasing them. <laughs> and they're somewhere out there. I have this goal. Well, great. <laughs> you know, it means it's out there in the future. I'm going right. to find it and catch it sometime. <laughs> but but it's still out there. So I want to call them uh, achievements. And look at, look at fishing and hunting. Um, there's a reason why they call it fishing. They don't call it baiting and casting. <laughs> right they call it fishing because that's what you want you want to fish <laughs> right look at, look you, at want, you want the fish that's the end you want the fish. that's the end achievement is yeah you get a worm you got a bait fish. you got a hook you got the tackle box yeah let's not call it baiting and casting let's call it fishing because <laughs> that's yeah. what i want right and uh in look at hunting we don't call it aiming and shooting <laughs> <laughs> right. We don't call it chasing. We call it hunting because you know that, that's what that's what we want. So let's let's not call them goals. Let's call them something else. I choose to call them achievements, non-negotiable achievements. You can also call them non-negotiable accomplishments. But that's really what I want. I don't want a goal. I want an accomplishment. I don't want a target. I want an achievement. So I call them NNA. So I I, I created this concept at the beginning of this year, at the end of last year, beginning of this year, and. So far, it has given me a new perspective. I'm excited because these are the things I'm going to achieve. They are achievements. That's it. They're not goals anymore. I think, too, with achievements is that you you seem to think that there are the steps to get there. With goals, it seems like it's just you're here at A, which is I want to have a goal, and B or Z is the goal. There's nothing in between. But with achievements, there's going to be steps that you can take, and you can accomplish those along the way. That way you're rewarding yourself all the way along the way, which I, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're like, until I have a million dollar business, I'm not going to celebrate. Well, how about celebrating that Nate and I are coming up on episode 100 of the podcast? You know, we need to stop and celebrate that, right? So yeah. that that's a huge achievement for us. Yeah. And then as we, you know, make, make plans to focus and rely on our internal resources, and I'll talk about how to work with a network of people as well. Um, you have moral control. The idea in a crisis situation is to establish controls, not to be reactive, not to be in a panic situation, right? So things change outside, wow, it's a big deal, right? And we may see more big changes this year. <laughs> I mean, it's a day-to-day -day thing, right? Right. Um, so, but I'm ready. You know, I know. So one of the things um, is during a crisis situation is, is that you need, we need to be focused, we can't do everything in a crisis situation. So we just need, we can do a few things. So one of the keys in setting these non-negotiable achievements is to be very selective in what I set for myself as a, as a non-negotiable achievement. I can't do everything. I can't depend. For example, you know, I had a goal last year. I'm going to get in shape like everybody else in America. Right? <laughs> I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to lose weight. Okay. Well, I had a plan, Sheila, like you were saying. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here in point A. I'm not in shape. You know, point Z, man, I'm, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was young. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of the enabling objectives that I created for that goal was I'm going to go to the gym five times a week. And I had organized my life. I'm going to get up at this time. I'm going to eat this kind of breakfast. And I'm going to head out the door and go to the gym and do this. Well, guess what? Guess what I wasn't counting on? The gym's closing. <laughs> the gym is closed. So my whole goal <laughs> is like non-achievable, right? Because I wasn't prepared inside my home 
<laughs> with my internal resources to continue to work on that goal. I wasn't ready. So it was just like somebody yanked the carpet from under me. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, now I'm just going to sit here and eat donuts, you know, because I can't achieve my goal anyway. <laughs> I think most so, of us uh, had that motto in 2020. I'm just going to sit here and eat donuts. At least that was my, my it was actually well, a lot more tacos than donuts for me. But we, uh, we had an excuse to sit on the couch, that's for sure. Well, I'm just catching up on the news, you know. <laughs> exactly. I have to be informed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely gained my fifth, my COVID fifteen for sure. Yeah. So, what do we need to do when we set these, you know, goals or even these NNAs? When we set these NNAs, and the world does change when when the plan does change, because you know, as as much as I'd like to just be completely independent from the entire world. That's not how we live. That's another thing that separates us from animals is yep. that humans are a culture society. We, we get together, yep. we, we work connected. together. Yep. You know, we, we have this, you know, synergy of creating, you know, momentous things together, uh, like gyms. You know, you're not going to be the type of person, or I don't think any of us are, where we go, oh, without a gym, yeah, I'm going to have all of this workout equipment in our house. <laughs> you know, we're, we're not those type of people, but we might be the type of people that says, hey, even without movie theaters, I'm still going to have a TV in my house. Or right. even without a library, I still have hundreds of books in my house. You know, yeah. so th there are certain aspects where it's like, yeah, I can be independent, but a lot of life is not. We rely on others. We rely on society and yeah. the culture around us. So how do we adapt and change those NNAs when we need to? What What is your opinion on well, that? Uh, let me just finish the thought on um, being very, very selective. Yeah. Goals, because that's a big issue. If I said 15 NNAs, it doesn't matter what I call them, that's too much. I, I can't have that much control over the entire society and the place where I live to go accomplish 15 goals. That's, that's, that's too much. I may have two. You know? uh -huh. So what's the better okay. to to have twenty goals and achieve half of them, or to set two and achieve two, you know, or set three and achieve three? I mean, so being very selective. So some of us act as if life is one giant garage sale, <laughs> and by that I mean there's all these. You, you show up at a giant multi-family garage sale, right? You show up and you go, "Wow, look at all this cool stuff!" Right? You got yeah. shiny stuff and you got used stuff and old stuff, antiques and all this stuff, and you go. Wow, look at this price. It's such a good deal. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> so right. we go through life uh, thinking that it's a giant garage sale, and I'm just acquiring all these things that I'm going to do one day, right? <laughs> right. And all we're doing is punishing ourselves because it's just too much, right? You know what life is? Life is not a giant garage sale. You know what life is, the way I see it? What? It's a five-star resort. How so? Of your choice. It is the best that this world has to offer that matters to you. The things that are valuable to you, the things that you appreciate. So I don't ever go to a big um, President's Day sale because I'm gonna see stuff that is a good deal, but it's not the stuff I want. You know? Right. So if I go to these giant garage sales, Walmart sales, you know, President's Day sales, et cetera, I'm gonna end up with my house full of shiny things, new or used, and it's not stuff that I didn't want to begin with. So 
focus and selective and really knowing what we want. Uh, I have a son who is a musical genius. Um, his name is Christopher. And when he, from the time he was little, we knew that he was good at music. He could pick up an instrument and just play it. He would hum. He could create tunes, you know, from the time he was little. Right. So one way to tell if a person thinks about life as a giant garage sale is to look at the resume. Where they've been, right? So, does the resume look like a giant garage sale with a lot of good stuff, or does it look like a very focused five-star resort? And my son Christopher, from the time he got out of high school, he has been doing nothing but creating music. You look at his resume, and it's beautiful. He started very, very small, and now he's he has great followers, and he's creating music for the video game industry and for full feature films. He's a composer. He's a voice actor. That's all all that all he wanted to do. He also sings, but mostly he writes music. You know, he has a big awesome. client, and uh, and you look at his resume, and it is exactly what he wanted. It's a five star resort for him, music, right. and creating music. That's what he wanted to begin with, and that's what he's doing. And it's wonderful. I'm s he's so talented, you know. <laughs> that's the other thing. Um, so, um, so back to your question, um, Nate. So, how do we do it? You know, when we get our external resources yanked out of us. Right. So, when I my I have three general rules that I use. You know, when I realize that I'm in a crisis situation, whether it's external or things immediately around me, um, the first thing to do is to connect. The first thing to do in any crisis situation is to connect with the people you care about. Yeah. Because you need you want to know if they're okay, first, first of all. <laughs> you right. can't assume, because I saw Sheila, and she gave such a great presentation at this meeting, and boy, she's so energetic and positive, and man, all of us, men and women, were wishing at that meeting that we were like Sheila, okay? Or like Nick, whatever it is. Well... A month later, we're in a crisis situation. If I really care about Nate and Sheila, I'm not going to assume that you guys are doing fantastically work well, like you were doing when I saw you at that meeting. That's true. So the first thing to do is to connect with the people that we care about. And I don't mean social media. I'm talking about picking up the phone and using our analog vocal cords. <laughs> right. Because we've gotten so used to talking with our thumbs. Our thumbs were never created for talking. <laughs> okay. Right. And our keyboards, right? Yeah. So right. Uh, we're back to hand signals. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, now that uh, we have Zoom, you can use hand signals, but you have to actually reach out and talk to someone. I know that, like, you and I actually met at a live in person at a restaurant downtown networking yeah. meeting. Yeah. And, um, and so then we became Facebook friends. And so we've kind of connected there a little bit. And then we've done some one-on-one -on -one calls where we've gotten to know each other on a more personal level. And then you've stinking moved out of Utah and moved down to Arizona where Nate is. And, but sold me this amazing table that I'm using as a desk right now, by the way, it was awesome. And so we have, to, by reaching out and being human with people, that makes that connection so much tighter, doesn't it? Because like, I know you, yeah. I know your yeah. wife, Susan, you got, you all are, you know, family to me. Right. So by calling you up or, you know, Nate and I, we hopped on the phone call last night, you know, we need to talk about some things. It makes a different kind of connection than just a text yeah. or a Facebook message, doesn't it? Yeah, live, live, phone or Zoom or whatever other medium you use, but live, using your voice. Yeah. So that's the first thing to do is to to um, to make connections. The second thing, Nate, 
is, is in a crisis situation is we need agreements. So I do connections to pursue agreements. By that, I mean, I check, for example, I call Sheila and I said, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, this is a big deal that's going on. You're still working on your goals. Yeah. Is there anything I can do to help you? And then I start to explore to see if the two of us can help each other during this pandemic or whatever it is that we're experiencing. So, and you can tell when you offer and you ask questions that people are needing or willing or wanting right, to do more than just this one conversation that we're having right now, which may be very positive and a happy conversation. But what I'm looking for is for agreements because the other person may say, you know what, I'm so glad that you called because I was just thinking I need help. You know, I, I, I need something else than that, that I don't have right now. So then you might get to the point of an agreement that says, hey, why don't we call each other once a week? Why don't we have this Zoom meeting once a week? What do you think about that? Oh, that would be amazing because otherwise I just start thinking too much about the problems. So that's an agreement, right? And that the topic of that conversation may be very different from the next conversation that you're going to have with someone else. Yeah. I think, Adrian, before you left Utah, did you make the agreement that you had moved down to Arizona and post pictures of the food you're cooking so that we all would miss you while you were gone because you were having barbecues safe? distancing barbecues at your house before you left. So your agreement was y'all going to miss me because I'm cooking some good food. <laughs> Not only that, but I'm opening a restaurant. So yeah, we're still going to talk about that because my sister lives down there. So, and like I said, my Nate lives down there, but I love food just so you know. So I need to be a part of this restaurant, Adrian. We, <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm going to make sure that that is not a goal, but that's an achievement of yours. Because I want to talk I... about the role of food um, in a minute. But the, so, <laughs> you know, we create in a crisis situation, the first thing is we create connections. The second thing is we uh, look for and create agreements. And the third thing is we focus on the basics. We really do the, the essentials, meaning your physical and mental health, your emotional health, your family and your achievements, your NNAs, your non-negotiable achievements. And I now I call them non-negotiable is because I am committing to moving forward with these very few achievements that I have selected for this year. And whether the world falls apart around me, I, along with my connections and agreements, can make it happen. I love and then it. You feel, then yeah, you feel in ahead. control. Yeah. And it's okay. So they closed the gym. So what? <laughs> I can still work on this achievement or, or um, that I'm going to uh, pursue. Yeah. You know, you feel in control, you feel it's okay. So I learned last year that we can't just rely on the weekly networking meetings or the live seminars, which are fantastic. I mean, I'm hoping that all of them will come back. And sometimes it's not even business. Sometimes it's just going to your favorite restaurant, sitting down with your family, your friends and ordering your favorite dish, you know, or your favorite dessert. That was something that You know, so people turn to the internet to order food and that whole industry exploded. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, thanks, thanks to that industry, actually, Nate is able to be fed because that is how he gets his food. <laughs> restaurant industry, yes. The, you uh, know, the, the di- what are dine and diner dash, you know, those like those cars that drive you food, Nate. What are they called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
DoorDash, <laughs> Uber, Uber Eats, Eats Postmates. You know? I'm, I'm a subscriber it. on all of those. I get, <laughs> that's all my my phone always lights up with alerts, and it's always just, hey, this place you can get a free cookie, or this place you got this, and I'm like, yes, yeah, send me all the food. So <laughs> it, it, it works. Those are my yeah. non-negotiable achievements. Adrian, by the way, is eating delicious food that somebody else made that's that's my non-negotiable i want somebody else who has that skill and that talent and that passion of creating delicious amazing food and then i want to fill my entire body with it not just my belly i just want to put it all in me so that's talking about food uh guess which diet want the best diet of the year four years in a row now Um, the, the taco diet the Mediterranean diet, because oh, it's so okay. healthy and it includes a lot of vegetables and fruit and olive oil and avocado and the salads and fish and all these good things. And well, that's what you make. It, that's the way I grew up, right? Yeah. So, when I was a little kid, I would watch my mom and every meal she would start, and I would complain about this, by the way. She would start every meal with olive oil, <laughs> garlic, you know, onions, tomatoes, you know, all this. The counter would be filled with fresh vegetables. And that she would cook everything in olive oil and we would always have the healthy, you know, uh, ingredients. And I was always complaining, you know, why can't we ever have fried chicken? <laughs> so, um, but now that's the way I eat. That's the way I cook. And uh, that's the way that all of a sudden the last four years we have discovered the Mediterranean diet, <laughs> which means just eating healthy and, you know, wholesome right. foods and all, all of those things. Um, yeah. I'm not a vegetarian, I'm not a vegan. You know, I just like to eat the best of the best and be balanced and all yeah. things. But no, thank you so much, Adrian, for for coming on the show today, uh, sharing you know the way, the steps to achieve these achievements. I was about to say achieve these goals, but I love it. I, too, in yeah. my mind, saying achievements is is like saying that it's already happened. In my mind, it's it's turning it into a past tense thing, and it's like, no, I've done this. This is an achievement. It's just going to get done in the future. But it's like I'm seeing into the future. This is done. It's accomplishment. That is now on my resume for the future. Uh, So I love that. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your expert knowledge. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Messy Backend. We know, we know, you can't get enough of us. So have us on your podcast or have us speak at your next event. Visit themessybackend.com slash speaking and send us your event details. It's true. We love speaking. And we also want to thank our sponsor, Yes, Women's Network, where you will find the connections you need to achieve your dreams. Find out more at yeswomensnetwork.com. Also, our advertiser, PodServe FM. We couldn't do it without them. They get your podcast hosted and published quickly and easily. Visit them at podserve.fm slash messy to find out more. And a thank you to our advertiser, Thrivecart. They are the number one shopping cart software that grows your income from existing traffic with high converting checkout pages, upsells, and affiliate campaigns. Watch the video for how simple this cart solution is at themessybackend.com slash cart. Once again, don't miss an episode. Head on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe today. Okay, oh, it's nice. in Chandler. Yeah, I'm in oh. Chandler. I haven't seen that particular beach in Phoenix, but <laughs> I, I, 
Oh, you, you it. should try it. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It He'll sell good. it to you. He'll sell it to you. <laughs> That's my favorite this part. This is the Adrian. first time ever that I haven't had a question there. <laughs> it, it is true. I'm like, I oh. don't see a question. It's just like to the table, and then somebody has you... to bring the messy part into it, right? Exactly. This if, is if, why if, I got Nate. Yes. No, uh, when we first started the podcast, Sheila said, I said, I, I don't know, podcasting sounds like a lot of work. She goes, Nate, all you need to do is show up and look pretty. I said, you know what? Let's let's give that a try then. I can do that. <laughs> that's, that's all I have to do.